In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast, because everything matters, including hopefully sometime in the next few weeks, a sound the hiring of a new head football coach at the University of Washington. I am your host, Hooligan7. I am joined uh, at this point in our podcast by DJ K. Woody and UWF Mac. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Doing good. Great, great. We may be we may be joined by a couple more of our compatriots that may join in flights uh, before we get into stupid tweets, and we've got some a good conversation to be had in that segment. Uh, beverages of choice for the evening, DJ. What do you have? I, I had one I was going to grab, but I was like, I'm jumping on the pod. I, I got to grab a white claw. So you already know that's what I'm on. All right, what flavor? Black cherry. It's that I like nice. black cherry, but there's grapefruit. There's like two grapefruit fruits left, and I hate those. And so I might have to drink both of those too, which is disgusting. Mm. Do it for That's the pod. Do it yeah. for the pod, DJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm we like, appreciate your sacrifice. Sir. I know. I'm taking it easy. I've got like the sparkling water going. I don't know oh, why. Nice. I'm, be, okay, I'm being yeah. lame. Yeah. Right. I know. Super lame. <laughs> I'm saving yeah. it for the holidays. Uh, That's what it is. There you go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a uh, matchless. Got anything dark American stuff that I'm starting with, uh, and then when I finish that off, I'm going to go to a Sea Pine Flannel Channel Winter Ale, uh, are my two beverages of the evening, and I've got the day off tomorrow, so yay for me. <laughs> nice. That sounds nice. <laughs> All right, moving right in. Let's uh, do the uh, the Dogman sixty seven honorary or fuck off uh, segment. Uh, stupid tweets. Uh, and and before we get into stupid tweets, we've got our buddy Jacob. Jacob, what's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Good. We uh, we just uh, covered beverages. What do you got? What do you have? This uh, I am on a Heritage Distilling uh, dual barrel rye. Ooh, nice, nice. Uh, holding it down for the whiskey drinker. Shout out, Tugs. Uh, and I forgot to say, shout out to, to Hood Husky, who's a fellow uh, appreciator of. Uh, of stouts so yeah uh yeah dogman 67 honorary segment or non-honorary uh segment stupid tweets who wants to start jacob i know you said you have a yeah banger, I, so. I have a banger it's Fire not away. it's not a, a tweet per se it's a message that was sent to the group chat i just want to acknowledge <laughs> that uh bryce dog wants his steak done medium well and he sits at the children's table so <laughs> <laughs> wait what Man. was the thing that Bryce, tug have... said in the chat that was hilarious he said oh my god i love d <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> oh, Big pause. that's kind of akin to, to one of dj's previous statements uh, that i'm gonna take dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sleeper sleeper uh, position player of the year oh, uh, yeah don't, don't bring that up <laughs> mostly because uh, that was a bad right. uh, prediction <laughs> <laughs> Medium well, man. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> Count Chocula. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, no, that's 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 a good one. Uh, F Mac, how about you? A stupid tweet? Any, anything you've got? Oh yeah, one that we were kind of talking about, like pre pre record pod, was the first and goal podcast that. Um, came up with the genius tweet of the Mario Cristobal effect. Over half the conference has faced coaching turnover since Mario took over in Eugene, which is just like, again, like it's amazing for a fan base that talks so much about how they're a national brand. They're so insecure and reach so far to try to relate things back to their program that clearly don't relate. Like there's been, and the responses to it are amazing, right? It's like, oh yeah, I thought Mel Tucker, you know, took the Michigan State job for the money. I guess it was Mario. And then someone else chimed <laughs> in with, yeah, Nick Rolovich was so scared of Mario. He he didn't take the vaccine intentionally to get fired because he was afraid to face Mario. It's like, yeah. all the, you could say that of David Shaw. You could say that of Kyle Whittingham, like coaching turnover happens. It has nothing to do with like your program, right? It's just, I, I was just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I was tempted to go back just for fun and see like how many jobs turned over since Peterson took our job. <laughs> but it's like it, yeah, it, it, it you're exactly right, FMAC. It happens, but it, I mean, I, I got one. Small I... duck energy exists. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the small duck uh, energy. 
Uh, DJ, go ahead. Okay. Actually, I got I got two. I'll go through them quick. So uh, the first one was uh, CFB Home at CFB Home. Uh, Jordan Reffitt was talking about how UW was a top three job west of Texas. And this account quoted him saying, teams out west with more wins and list out teams with more wins, which is than Washington, which is San Diego State, Utah, BYU, Oregon, Tide. And he said, Washington is not a top three job out west. Basically implying just because of teams like San Diego State, Utah, and BYU have more wins than in the last, I think, five years. That makes them a better program than UW and a better job. Because they played more games yeah, than we did last year for one. Too. Like, <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and the other one, uh, where is it? George uh, Reister. Uh, he said that 2001 Miami Hurricanes are one of college football's greatest teams ever, but would have lost to my Oregon Ducks in the national championship. However, we were robbed of the opportunity by the BCS. That is absolutely insane. That Miami team is, like you said in the tweet, is one of the best teams ever. There's no way Oregon was beating them. Yeah, they had they had an no. NFL roster. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, that roster yeah. was crazy. Yeah, I mean, Ohio, like they played it a, a great game. Like it was a great game against Ohio State, but Ohio State was miles more talented than like. Again, yeah. no one's talking about you, bro. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you lost by. Two touchdowns to Stanford, who wasn't very good at the time. So, but yeah, but it was politics in the BCS. Sure, George. <laughs> no. Um, all right, I've got a couple. Uh, we'll start with uh, with with Kim Grinolds of Dogman fame, who replied to the announcement of the new basketball set, you know, uh, basketball exclusive facility, which is awesome. Super happy that that got done. It's going to be great for both for both programs, and it's going to be great for. Both programs, not, hey, huge for UW women's men, UW men's basketball, as Kim said. We have a women's basketball program that's been to the Final Four 50 years more recently than the men's basketball program has. I mean, I'm not trying to knock our men's basketball program, but we do have two. And, yeah, for one of the primary sites covering UW athletics to just say something like that is pretty damn stupid. Thanks, Kim. Um uh, and on the subject of women's basketball, here, here's another good one uh, from from our good old uh, our consistent contributor, <laughs> Dogman sixty seven, uh, tweets uh, in a conversation about how the women's basketball team made it to the final four or five years ago. Uh, then you, to me, then you didn't watch. If they don't have Kelsey, they don't make the final four. He'd been basically saying that Kelsey was the only reason, or was implying the only reason they made the final final four was Kelsey Plum completely ignoring Chantel Osahor, Talia Walt, and Katie Collier, and all the other players on that team that made significant contributions in that tournament run. Again, somebody pointed it out on Twitter, the most the most outstanding player of the regional was Chantel, not Kelsey. <laughs> and then he proceeded to also argue with Leah, so that's a... <laughs> that guy's the worst. Lack of awareness, bro. <laughs> Literally the worst account <laughs> On so Husky bad. Twitter, I think. <laughs> By far, there was another. Uh, there was another duck, really duck Twitter one that was just stunning, but I can't remember what it was now. So it wasn't a tweet by um, Ryan Schill. I forgot what he, he said. Something stupid in your chat. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh. He's a constant contributor. Oh, to stupid tweets. Uh, he was saying early in the season, I mean, hey, like credit to them beating Ohio State, but he said that like their wide receiver core was like clearly better than Ohio State's. Like, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, there stop was, it. I know. The, literally nobody thinks it that. Was, I think Even it was the majority one. of Oregon think... Twitter was like, wow, pump the brakes, dude. <laughs> it was actually, I think, a tweet of Ryan's, and I, I don't remember what it was, but it was something appallingly. I'm trying to find it. Oh, wait, yeah. Just... Oh, never mind. I thought I found it, but yeah. All right. right. Anyway, we'll move on to, uh, before we get into, you know, what will be the the heaviest topic or, or, you know, before we get to looking ahead to Colorado, let's briefly talk about what happened uh, with the Arizona State game on Saturday. Other than pain. Pain, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't watch that live. I steered clear of Twitter and uh, all social media during the game 
and then I watched it back later. And I, like, people had given me little hints throughout the day, like little tiny bits, and I just was trying to formulate what could have happened in my head. And none of it ended with Demo throwing a pick six. I just... I sat there laughing in front of my TV for so long after that. Man, it's just so bad. Yeah. uh... There's no way... I mean, they're going to start him probably, but how do you keep playing him? Like... Man, and yeah, everything about that game, just the our same the same shit that's been going on all year. Let him run the ball, no changes really, and then our offense going back to being our offense how it is. And I mean, to be honest, then, the it, offense it is going, looked like a two, lot better in the first half. In the it first, a lot in the first quarter, in the first yeah. But in the scripted in the scripted section of the yeah, game, yes, in the scripted, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're I was going to say the only two reasons. There's only two reasons to not to not play Sam, and and one is because you've seen Sam play in the same offense, and you know he's you know he doesn't stand a chance because the offense is just garbage. Um, and then the second, or maybe they're both related, is you want to preserve his red shirt, um, and maybe that's you know out, a little bit of outside pressure too. But it's at this point the season is lost, um, and so those are the only reasonable reasons like where you you've seen Sam get, you know, first team reps and the offense is just garbage and he's not going to be able to do much better. Um, or you want to preserve his red shirt and throw a demo to the wolves. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the one thing that I will take away and, and, you know, F Mac and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know you can't do a full insult cause you have an entire, like, Here's the here's the thing about how how bad the season has been on the offensive side of the ball. Our offense looks worse this year than it did last year when we didn't have you know a normal off season by any stretch of the imagination because of the pandemic. We didn't have normal spring ball. We didn't have a normal fall camp. The offense looks remarkably worse. And no, you can't you know to, I'm not going to blame Junior because you can't install an entire new offense in seven days. Um, could you install more? You know in a say four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago during a bye week, potentially where you could at least have a quarter of a functioning offense as opposed to two drives worth. Well, so a couple of things on that. So the, the, the reason that the offense looked better last year is because no one had any film on it really. Um, and so the same reason good you point. see like a, you know, a rookie hitter, a rookie pitcher come up and have like a really good stretch. And then you get more and more film, you get tendencies and you learn. Right. Um, and then the great coaches learn how to adjust to people who are adjusting to them. Right. And as we know, John Don is not good at that. <laughs> right. And then on the on like the midseason install, I mean, man, it's just it's just so hard to to run anything really, really, really well. Um, it does take all summer, it does take spring, it does take fall ball to get it really right on new installed stuff and have it run well against a defense that, you know, that's, you know, been running their scheme all year. And so, I mean, but hey, you know, to your point, there's a legitimate argument to be made that, hey, could it get worse, <laughs> right? If you if you try to install, a, you know, at least like a package, you know, a sub package off of, you know, something else, then, hey, at this point, why not? I mean, there's an argument you made for that. And I don't, want to make any, lose. I don't want to make any excuses because there really isn't. We lost and but the weather was so bad the last two weeks that did not help because we're not really a running team and we need to throw a little bit more and we there's like no way really to throw much the last couple weeks and then obviously we're terrible at run defense so that that makes it worse for us. So I will add that in there. Like that doesn't help things anyway for us, but yeah, I mean, going back to what you're saying with, with the offense and putting kind of new offense middle of the season, it takes a lot of time. And I mean, I'm, I'm expecting, hopefully it'll be a little bit better this next week. I don't know what the weather is on Saturday. Anyone checked? Is it supposed to be okay in Boulder? Um, we so. should check because November in, in Boulder is like a total crap shoot. Yeah. It could be like sunny and, you know, mid 50s, or it could be like a blizzard. Hopefully, it's not a blizzard. White out, put tide in the snow at 
trick plays uh, trick, trick plays galore hide, you know hide in the snow and you know have a trick play you know bury a player in the snow drift and he pops up and we score a touchdown <laughs> <laughs> um all right, I think we can move on from from uh, Arizona yeah, State to. Uh, we talked briefly about Colorado since we already touched on it. I mean, I would hope that we look a little bit better because Colorado is not a good football team. Um, they've been playing they've better. We've shown, but yeah, they've been playing better. Uh, have shown more of an ability to score points somewhat consistently than we have. Still should win. Looks like we're going to luck out on the weather. Oh, the weather looks yeah. Low to mid fifties, partly sunny, partly cloudy. So I'll not too it. bad. Okay. Some football, some fall football weather, but nothing too extreme. Yeah, during the day. So. And one thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's already. No, I was just saying during the day. I was going to say, and one thing we can't celebrate: it's a noon kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> what? We are playing a game that doesn't happen at night. It's. Is that that's noon Pacific time? It is. I think so. Yeah. yeah. One, yeah, one, their yeah. Okay. one their time. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I hope that we see Sam more, but it sounds like he's going to redshirt, so we're only going to see him one of the next two games, likely for the Apple Cup. But I want to see him, so again, going back to the weather, who knows what it's going to be like in the Apple Cup, and I want to see him 50 degrees, like, Sonny, like, let him sling it out there, and let's see what he's got. And so I'd like to see him this weekend, and I want to see him both. But if they're only going to choose one of one of the two, I want to see him this weekend and get him some actual good time out there and, yeah, let him throw it to our, our how, playmakers. How? Let, let him start a game. Seriously. Like, what? On the, if if with the scripted plays was most effective, let's let's do something with it. Let's see what Give he's got. Give him rhythm. You know? Yeah, the game, exactly. Yeah. And not have him start his drives at our own what five six yard line. Mm-hmm. That was awful game planning, and yeah. I know, I know they wanted to get Sam in for. I'm kind of going back to the last game, I guess, but I know they wanted to get Sam in the game, and they probably had like, all right, after the first two series, we're bringing Sam in. They should have adjusted based on two reasons. One, we scored two touchdowns the first two drives. And also, more importantly, what J-Cap said, getting the ball at the five-yard line, that's not the situation you want to put him in. Yeah. You can't just run things by the book and because the book says we're going to do something, that's what we're going to do. You have to adjust. Like, you have to be adaptable. Yeah. Um, Back to Colorado. All right, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to predict a win. I'm going to hope for a win, but. And like you said, being adaptable, I want to, as we've been talking about, let's see if we can be adaptable on defense and not two safeties deep the whole time and bring more down. We've been asking in. for that every game this year, so I wouldn't hold yeah, your breath. There's no, yeah, no point of asking. Yeah, I mean, they've got it, and Colorado has a good running back, and they've got a quarterback that's got, can move the ball with his legs. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, they, they're not a good team. They're not a good team, but you look at their schedule and they, you know, they, they beat Oregon State at home. And so I, you know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be in a position to be confident here at all. I mean, you know, you look at it on paper, it's like, yeah, we should win just like a talent standpoint, but yeah. We were way better two years. Well, not way, well, I'll say we're good amount better two years ago, and Colorado's probably the same, and we went and lost. So, wouldn't expect the same. Speaking of offensive, not not to the same extent that, you know, our current offense is showing its age by an order of decades. Our offense two years ago was showing its age in order of maybe being five years past its prime. Um, but, uh, should we just move on to, to coaching discussion? Let's do it. That's what yeah. we all want to talk about. <laughs> no yeah. one wants to hear more and more Colorado analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we've we've said it in this. It, it feels like Groundhog's Day every time. Like we do a, a, a pod this year, or every time we run a spaces, 
you know, shouts to everybody that shows up in chats. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, big shouts to, to the people that are in our expanded GC. Um, I mean, it feels like we have the same conversation over, <laughs> over again. It's <laughs> the same damn thing. Um, I mean, it... Uh, Doesn't it seem I, like... I think that... Uh, I know, because I know we fired Lake four days ago, but for me, it feels like it was weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know, maybe because we're just well, talking about it all the time. <laughs> he, he was effectively fired when he got suspended, so it's been yeah. almost two weeks that we've known that he's on his That's way up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that the boulder's been rolling down that hill since week one. So yeah, that's probably, that's probably it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, could he, we talked about it in the podcasts coming out of that. Like, could the season have turned around? Absolutely. Did the first, did the week other than, you know, Arkansas state did anything in the following weeks show, any movement that Jimmy had like, okay, I need to correct. Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. Like we talked a lot of, you know, we talked about, you know, kind of, we did kind of the, the Dugish dreams, realistic optimism and uh, please God know last week, but a, a week later have, has anything shifted for you guys in terms of who you want, who, who you think's on the table, um, who you think is not. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll go first. I guess, uh, yeah, a couple of things have shifted for me. Uh, I mean, still getting stoops would be amazing. Uh, so that really hasn't changed. But uh, I think I said last week, I think I predicted, like, I think, I was like, oh, I think we're going to get DeBoer or Norvell. And I definitely didn't want Norvell. And I was kind of like, uh, DeBoer would be all right. But I'm definitely higher on him than I was originally looking at his teams and offenses uh, looking at each year, whenever he goes somewhere, the offense improves and whenever he leaves, uh, they get a little worse. Uh, but yeah, the one name that we, I don't, I missed a part of the pod last time, but I don't think, did we talk about Aranda? We did. I don't think we really touched on Dave Aranda. No, I don't think anybody. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't on the radar. He wasn't on the radar. No. And I feel like he's climbed up everyone's list. Once yeah, we start to hear more about him. When we first started talking about who we're going for, everyone kind of shot down anybody that was on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, now it's yeah. kind of shifted quite a bit because they're realizing how much uh, or how good of a coach he is. So I, I think that we're kind of expanding our horizons, but everyone's on the the offense is so dog shit right now that we have to get an offensive mind in, which I don't disagree with, but I think. Um, yeah, everyone's kind of changing their their outlook on Aranda for sure. Yeah, he's the only defensive guy. Well, I wouldn't say only, but only one I'm thinking of right now that I would probably want. Other than that, I'd want to go offensive. But yeah, he's very intriguing. I don't know. We don't know how much his buyout is, though. It's probably a lot. So I don't know yeah. how much we can afford that. Since Baylor's private, I spent like an hour trying to find it last night. Yeah, me too. I couldn't find anything. Since he's since it's a private school, they don't have to list any of that stuff. So he's getting four million a year. And what did he sign a four or six year contract originally? Do you know? I I don't remember. I'm. Let's look. My guess is at least five mil, but I don't know. But. But he's, I will say the the thing on the threshold is he probably is not going to, and he does not have the resume yet to command the, like, if you're, if what ends up coming of, of the Bob Stoops is that, that, that it's too rich for our blood, <laughs> um, for lack of a better term, Aranda is not going to command the same kind of salary, at least to start, that Stoops would for obvious reasons, um, so there may be some some more leeway in there to spend for a buyout and spend a little bit less in terms of his salary and then have have you know a, a probably I would say at least a comparable amount to whatever his salary is for the assistant coaching staff. Um I'm really excited about I would be really excited. I would say he's probably second on my board after Stoops right now. Um and it's actually pretty close based on his his youth where he's been. He's been we talked about it in the pre-show, he's been all over the country. Um he's won a national championship as a coordinator, was a D line coach at LSU. Um 
from California, coached at Hawaii, coached elsewhere out West. So he knows the region. Um, and he did exactly what we were all wanting Jimmy to do. And like his first offensive coordinator wasn't getting it done and he fired him and went out and hired an outstanding offensive coordinator. And there's, I think, what is it? They're averaging like 35 or 40 points a game, something like that. Yeah, 37 points a game. Yep. Yes, please. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How many times have we scored 37 points this year? Once against Arkansas State? Uh, one. Yeah. Who's the worst defense in college football, I think? Yeah. So... Statistically one of the worst ever. But uh, to, so DJ's, he... to DJ's question, it was a six-year contract that Aranda signed, so. Okay, so he's two years in, so he's four. Yeah, so you're probably looking at a you're probably looking at a decent buyout figure. Campbell's probably, you know, I think Campbell's probably the from the sense that I get of Husky Twitter at least, um, probably the next choice down the list of who people prefer. Some some people would prefer Campbell to Aranda. Um, I think you're probably, I think he's been at Iowa State longer. I don't know when he signed an extension. Uh, I think he'd be a cheaper option, or not a cheaper option, but I think that the buyout piece would be cheaper for, for Campbell. But uh, F. Mac, you're, you're quiet there. What do, you, what do you think about Dave Aranda? Yeah, I mean, man, if, if he's five a year, that would surprise me. He was like 1.3 at LSU um, when they hired him away. That'd be a serious uh, increase in comp. Uh, could be. Um but I yeah I like him a lot for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned already. I like that he's got West Coast roots. Grew up you know on the West Coast. He's he's coached in you know major conference football. He was in Wisconsin, did a, a stint in Wisconsin, you know LSU. So he gets it right. And then you compare that to like you know Matt Campbell and where he's been right. And it's it's kind of like small ball. And then Iowa State is like his first, you know, his like first big opportunity, you know, at, at you know, big time conference college football. Right. So um, and, and we talked about like the the comments that he made recently about, you know, Big 12 championship not being the goal. <laughs> I don't know what it is if that's not it. Uh, so I think there was like a there's definitely like a, you know, like a, a a gut reaction from Udo Twitter when he said that, um, but we can talk about Campbell. But yeah, I really I like Aranda too. The you know I think the reason you know again DJ I'll just kind of repeat what you said. The reason that he wasn't early on the radar is we we're so focused on offense and he's a defensive guy. Um, so, but the more that I've looked into him, the more he's kind of moved up my board. And yeah, he would be he'd be second you know to to Stoops for me for sure. I think the thing that we we talked a little bit on this like pre-show, like if does Stoops concern you that he's coming out of retirement? Is he going to have the fire, the energy, um, or is he going to hire to that um, versus someone who's still up and coming? He's in, you know coached major college football you know in big conferences. He knows what it takes right away. Um, you know is you know when the going gets tough, is Stoops going to you know think man it was you know having a cushy job at Fox was a, you know, a good gig. Why did they give that up? So that's the, you know, that's the reason, you know, for me to maybe kind of toggle between those as top one and two. Um, but I know interested to in what you, what you uh, have to say on a J cap. Uh, man, you know, honestly, honestly, I, I, I don't really know. I don't really a know. Lot. Oh, a lot. Hey, oh, we got a, hey. we got a late entrant, late entrant. Maybe. maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. We may have a late, a huh? late entrant with audio issues. But oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry, that totally threw me off. Where were we, F Mac? Beatles song. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> so, what do you, uh, Mike? Your thoughts yeah. on Dave Aranda? Or, Dave Aranda, you know, ahead, ver- versus Stoops. I was kind of laying out the hey, you know, I could. You could make a strong argument for me either way, and probably convince me that you know yeah. Aranda should be above Stoops or vice versa. Um, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. No, I, I, I think that Bob Stoops would be amazing. The thing that a, that kind of worries me about Stoops is that a few people have brought it up over the last uh, couple of weeks or week or so, whatever it is, um, that 
obviously he hasn't been in coaching. He was with that XFL team, but um, the reports that he isn't necessarily interested in coaching. And obviously if he gets an offer big enough, he might come back for it anyway. But um, I want to, I can't remember who it was that, that said it, but if Stoops is one foot in, I'm not interested. So that's, that's the big question for me is if, is he all in or is he not? If he is, then obviously he's number one on probably everybody's board. Um, But if he's even a little bit, not interested in, in jumping two feet in uh, coaching, then I, I'd rather have Aranda, regardless of who I think has the higher potential to take this team uh, to a national championship type of level. <clears throat> um, to be honest, I would prefer Stoops, but again, it, it, it depends on, on whether or not he's fully into it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what we're saying. Pray pod. Uh, F. Mac Hooligan and I were talking about, yeah, is he? If he's not all in, then no, he's not the right choice. But how do you know? Like, <laughs> it's. I mean, you can ask. You got to ask the right questions in the interview process. Do and... we trust Jen to ask those right questions? Yeah. No, no we don't. That's the thing. But but I think there's going to be. I think there will be other conversations that will be had, uh, or I would hope that there are other conversations yeah. that would be had by, say, Chris Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam and or uh, Brock and Damon Heward as an example. I'm sure people that that hopefully have some influence or at least have some uh, uh, merit a conversation with with prospective hires. Um, yeah, if if Stoops is in, and I mean, I think we were talking about the other kind of interesting factor is we were talking about it like you know uh, F Mac. You know, you astutely said like we can't hire for the next John James because the likelihood that anyone's going to be here for 17 years is or even 10 or exactly. Yeah. Or even 10. I say if, if a coach I leaves think. after four or five years and gets a big, bigger gig, big, big, bigger job, that's most likely a win. Right. That means they did well. And so I'll take that even though I'd want them to stay longer, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Right. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree because that like, if say you, you know, in, in this hypothetical, say we hire Aranda and he's here and in the, you know, the four or five years of his deal, we go to three, you know, New Year six games, win a semifinal, maybe lose in the in the national championship game, and then he he departs for greener pastures at one of the blue bloods. So be it the position that the program is in coming out of that. Like it's gonna bump like we're already one of the top twenty jobs in the country. Um Duck fans, UCLA fans that are any, being anywhere serious about saying that we're not get the hell out of here. Um, like, and, and I completely agree with what you were saying, Jcap. if Stoops is bought in, I mean, that's a no brainer. And I think the other variable for Stoops is it's like, okay, what, what assistance does he bring with him? How ready is one of them or a couple of them ready to take the reins when he decides, okay, I've, you know, I've done what I wanted to do and step away. Um, I think in terms of a signal to the fans and the donors that we're serious, it is obviously Stoops is the top of that at the top of that list. But I think Rand is probably pretty close second. Um, I think before we continue the discussion, we should welcome Leah has joined us. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> um, yes, your resident communist is here. Um <laughs> J, uh, sorry, not J. Cap. The, the one time yeah. J. Cap has called me out for something, it's F. Mac called me a communist for not liking um, Christmas vacation. Christmas Guilty. vacation. Guilty. Welcome um, to the block, comrade. Because my daughter has um, a pretty bad cough, so I need to keep one ear. I've only got one of my pods in, so I can hear. So, no, so over tonight, not even drinking water, just here for snark oh. and to comment. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, can can we talk about we, Matt Campbell for a minute? Yeah, yeah. That's obviously a candidate. I know some people are really high on him. I I would like him. Uh, I'm not as high on him as maybe some others are, but I'm pretty sure Dub probably is. Like he probably he fits their mold, like what they want in a coach. I feel like. Uh, and yeah, one of the things we're talking about pre pod is like, okay, he if you compare him to Aranda or maybe some of the other coaches, he probably has a higher floor. You can. I would expect like would we'll at least get six to nine wins each year out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is that enough? Like, I mean, 
he could have a he could do better, but I think I don't think he'll be a bad coach. And so, yeah, like I think there's other guys that I'd rather. I don't know if you want to take call it take chances, but like Aranda, um, I, I like Billy Napier. Uh, some of those guys that know how to recruit and uh, you know have good good teams. But yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on Matt Campbell? I think, you know, his record is really great. I think he said some kind of weird, had some weird comments about, like, whether or not they should be shooting for the goal of winning the Big 12 championship, which is a little odd because he was like, no, that's we, we don't we don't shoot for that. I'm like, mm, okay, buddy. Um, but generally speaking, I think on paper he looks really good. He's done a lot with a place that doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, football tradition, and that's usually uh, kind of a good indicator for a springboard into a better job. And there's no doubt yeah, that I mean, UW is a better job than ISU. Yeah, he has, I think somebody pointed it out, I think he has half of their winning seasons ever. Four out of eight, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> He's got four of their eight winning seasons. He already ever, ingratiated so. himself into us because he uh, curb-stomped the Ducks in a bowl game, so I already like him. We, we, like the, we definitely appreciate the ability to do that. Um, and if I'm going to take one very light shot at at our athletic director, I'm not going to go as hard tonight. Um, I mean, you know, for somebody that is our athletic director in part because she once wrote a letter to Don James. He's from Don James' hometown. What else do you need, really? Um, yeah, I mean, I would like, I like, I, I like a Campbell hire. Um, I would be ecstatic about about I'm a, you know I, I'm on the record I'm like I would be ecstatic about Stoops if he's if he's if both feet are in, um, and I would really like a David Rand to hire, but I think Campbell is definitely a a very very solid choice, and I would not um, I would not be you know saying the athletic department needs to call out the riot police if we hired Matt Campbell. It's not Wilcox. <laughs> it's not Wilcox. It's not. Stop, uh, Bob Gregory. That was a joke, y'all. That was a huge joke. <laughs> um, I, I will say that I, I, we've covered a lot of stupid tweets, um, but I'm going to cover some more. And it's both stupid tweets and stupid articles. And then it's any media member that's throwing out coaching with coaches with losing records as potential head coaches for the university of Washington. It's like, yes, are is, is it possible that we swing and miss given some of the other jobs open on, on some of these top names? Absolutely. But if you look at the history of who Washington hires, when we're at, when we're going national on a coaching search, it's not small fries. We don't like even Sark, was the one time recently where we've hired a coordinator in a national search, but we were coming off of a one twelve, and USC was red hot, and he was one of the rising stars at the time. Rick Neuheisel was a huge hire in '98. Um, I mean, Gary Pinkle wanted let's the not job. Talk about Tyrone Willingham, but he, but Tyrone, even Tyrone Willingham was a name established coach um, that probably actually had been questioned that really had questionably been fired by Notre Dame. Um, I don't think it's questionable about how, when we fired him uh, or that it would have been really all that questionable for us to fire him a year earlier than we did. Uh, and then the last time we were in a national search mode, Chris Peterson had a brand at the time we hired him. Was he pretty well known, pretty well respected in the coaching community and oh, yeah. nationally known? No, oh, yeah, a lot of people have taken runs at him for sure. So I, I like back to like the the coaches. Like I, I do like Campbell. I think it's I think it's a win if he's the guy. the The red flag for me is kind of like the hey, Bowling Green, Toledo, to Iowa State. You know, is there like you know where expectations are low? What's going to happen where he you know where like our expectations like immediately are to compete for and win Pac-12 championships, right? Like that's, there's yep. no question, right? We, we were there recently and that's exactly where we want to be. Um, is he, is he ready for that? This roster. Right. Is it, which you can with this roster and the talent that we have, right? So can, 
yep. you know, is, is he okay with that? Will he be okay with that? So that's the, and that's the only red flag. I do think it's still a win. Um, but the more that I think about it and maybe I'll tee this up to get us into the, like the other, other names on the list. Like to me, as I start to think about the, the tiers of like, you know, coaching, you know, hires that I want, I think to me, like my clear tier one is Stoops um, in Aranda. And then I think that tier two is Campbell um, and Napier. Um, maybe, maybe Kalen DeBoer sneaks into that tier two, but I think he's on the border of like tier two, tier three. So that's, that's like my, that's like the way that I think about like my top choices in terms of tiers, but I know let's talk about, you know, uh, Napier a little bit more, um, and DeBoer, you know, what are the thoughts on, on, on I just have a question. Have we talked about Kellen Moore and has he fallen off and why? We have not. I think we're looking to move. I, we haven't we talked about Kellen Moore. We could touch on him. We I have can. an I, I have an idea of why he's fallen off. And this is just my pers- this is just my perspective. I think Jen knows that she's on the hot seat. I don't think she's going to take a chance on someone who has not been a head coach, especially without college experience. Um, I know. I mean, hey, our OC job is still open, right? We got to hire for two of those two roles. Um, I don't think he comes to college for an OC gig. So I think, I agree. you know, the more that you study it and think about the context of the situation, like I think he had a lot of momentum from last year that kind of carried into this coaching search. Uh, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I just don't think Jen's going to do that. I just don't think. Yeah. And even beyond that, I mean, you have to think about where he's at in his situation right now. The Cowboys are in the middle of a playoff push at the moment. So there's no reason for him to want to leave where he's at at the moment anyway. Um, so beyond even Jen not wanting to take a chance on a non-head coach or someone with no head coaching experience in college or any coaching experience in college, he, I don't think, would want to leave where he's at right now with the opportunity. Yeah, we want to get him until January. Yeah, exactly. That's, you wouldn't be able earlier. to hand, we, hire him. And in all honesty, we're, you want to move as fast as possible. And like if, like if that's one of the advantages to Stoops. If you could advance, like if you can get the deal done with Bob Stoops, you could announce him tomorrow. Yeah, and you have a four month, and you basically have a four week of a new head coach in place before the first signing deadline, and that's the big pieces. The earlier you get this done, the better impact it has on recruiting, even in this class, let alone getting a a really good start on twenty three. Um, I yeah. think the other, the one thing I would also say, the one other name, and it doesn't sound like we've we've reached out to him, but I think the other name that I would put in that similar tier with Campbell. Uh, FMAC, I think my tiers are the same. I think Aranda and, and Stoops are in, are in tier one and, and Campbell's probably at the top of tier two. The other name that I would put there is I'll, I'll bring Dave Glasson up again um, with what he's been able to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I read a little bit about an article about Billy Napier. I, that was a really impressive article. Um, but let's talk about the other candidates. And I'll add the, and I think what you guys, what, just real quick on Kellen Moore, what F. Mac and Jake have said makes sense, uh, especially that, yeah, he'd he'd want to at least be there to end the season, if not the playoffs. So that's going to take him out of the running probably. But at the same time, though, he's going to be up for NFL head coaching jobs, if you think about it. So like, I understand the risk uh, Jen not wanting to take, but. I mean, if NFL teams are going to want him, like, why wouldn't a college team want him either? Uh, anyways, here, so other candidates. One we didn't bring up, but I think it's because likely we wouldn't get him. But Luke Fickle, if, if I was to do a tier. Yeah, I was just about to bring him up as he well. Would, he would be at the top of tier two. Like Cincinnati, what he's done there is incredible. But, yeah, it's probably he's probably going to, like, an LSU or, or – USC or something. Yeah, I would make the argument that he would be at the bottom of tier one. Yeah, Um, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, for us, I like Aranda more because he's a West Coast because he's a West Coast guy, and he's been to the. I mean, yeah, I mean, Fickle is definitely in that conversation with what he's done at Cincinnati with his experience at Ohio State, um, fit for the job, and and the because Aranda is a West Coast guy. I could see a situation where if he was here and was successful, 
he could be here more along the lines of that five to 10 year time frame. Whereas I think Fickle is much more of it as a Midwest guy would, would ultimately like as soon as Ohio state came open or as soon as a Notre Dame came open, he'd get back to, we saw it with Kevin McGuff with women's basketball. But that's a great point, DJ. And Jacob. Um, should we talk? I mean, I've said it the last couple of days, like the more I read about Kaylin DeBoer, the more I like, I wouldn't be really disappointed. I think yeah. he's probably, I would consider him the floor. And, I, and this, I don't mean this at all disrespectfully. I think we will do no worse in terms of the profile, the reputation of the coach that we hire than Kaylin DeBoer. I think Kaylin, like, I think Kaylin DeBoer is the, is a coach that if, let's be honest, if he's offered this job, He's not saying no. <laughs> no, and I, I think I think people, fans that are knowledgeable, or what, I don't think anyone would be like, oh, man, I'm so mad that we got DeBoer. I mean, probably most people are like, oh, wish we could have got more. But, yeah, I, I like DeBoer. I've talked about it in our GCs a little bit. Like, I've learned more about him, and, yeah, he's, he's great. And honestly, though, he would be an amazing fit at WSU, in my opinion. Like, he's – an offensive guy and you know, they, they need schemes, uh, schematic coaches over there and he's a good at with quarterbacks and yeah, we can also take him away from WSU, but I don't want to compare us to WSU though either. Cause we shouldn't be uh, in the, in the same nope. realm as them, but yeah, I, I like the a lot and he, I would honestly, I'd put him over Campbell, but I understand that maybe I may be in the minority there, but, that's just me. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the the, the I can the, see an argument. Yeah, the the lack of like you know big college program, you know, is concerning. But the dude is like seventy eight and nine as a head coach. <laughs> like he's killed everywhere he's been. So you know, I again, you know, in the same way that I could I could be convinced to flip one and two. You know, I could be I could be convinced to flip three and four, right, or three and five. Sure. Um, with DeBoer, you know, and, and Napier in the mix. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I don't think any, I don't think any of those names that we've talked about, you know, would be super disappointing uh, for me. Not I'm like, I think all those are wins. You know, there's lots of names that have come up that, you know, it would be, you know, pitchforks out. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, maybe we can spend some time on those or, you know, or maybe we don't want to. <laughs> it's just a, I, yeah, I got a question. Over the pain. What what are the chances? What are the odds you guys would put that we're going to hire a coach that we're not even talking about? I would say that's it's, it's extremely high. likely. Because yeah, I, would say, I think it's, I I think it's more likely. Who would yeah. more more likely? I think that we. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say. I was just going to say it's probably more likely that we hire someone whose name hasn't been mentioned at all than we hire someone in our top two tiers. It's kind of why I haven't piped in too much is because I was fully convinced that women's basketball was going to hire um, the lead assistant from UCLA or the lead assistant from Stanford because we had been so quiet for so long and Stanford was still playing. And she shocked everybody by hiring Tina Langley, which is a bang up of a hire. So I haven't really like postulated on who I think we're going to hire because I appreciated in the last hiring search that went very well, how close they kept it to the best. So one question with that. Is didn't uh, what's her name Erin O'Connell run that search for the most part? Yes. yes sir. Do we know yes, how she much she's involved in this search, and would Jen I keep have... it as close to the chest as she would? So I mean, there is I... the, the possibility mm. that it's it's not run the same way. You if are completely Jen correct. Knows, and also... If Jen knows that she's hiring for her job right now, there is always a chance that she's kind of taking the reins and doing it herself, or she knows that she's not fit to do it herself and gives it to Aaron knowing that she I, made such a good hire with college or wins basketball. I so. think she has to do it herself because otherwise she looks like to quote office, which I know you'll love. She'll look like the, um, did I stutter episode where Michael's like, is there any way that I can just delegate this? It's like, you look very weak if you do that. So this is the marquee hire for the entire athletic department. She needs to get this right. And she needs to hit a home run. And she knows that. And so she, if she delegates it to Aaron O'Connell, 
I mean, as mu- as much as I trust Aaron O'Connell, and I do, make no mistake, it makes Jen look very weak yep. if she does that. Yep. But there's also pressure. Yeah. It's not just about. I mean, the the reality of you know of the of the revenue thing has to come through. Like, it's not just about getting the person that she thinks is the right coach as well. It's also a matter of like. Does the fan base do the boosters? Do this? Does the you know tiny donors? Do they believe in this person? Are they, are they going to be excited by this person? And so, and, and also, I think like there was a little bit of a lesson learned from like the John Don thing too, where people were like, "What? That came out of left field, right?" And obviously, it, you know, went went terribly. So I think there's a little bit of like you know there's a little bit of like a scar there that I think she's going to remember, and so I think. You know, she's going to I don't think I think Jen, you know, is going to try to do her best job. And I don't think she's going to just go flash uh, just to, for the sake of it. I think she's going to try to find the best person. But I, I guarantee you that's in her mind, like people that have been sending her emails yeah, that they're not going to renew like that is in the back of her mind. Like she's got to excite the fan base. If she wants yeah. to excite I mean, I, the fan I, base, even... she should not listen to anything that John Miller ever says. Well, yeah, it's because, I mean, I we, we might need to check if 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 Wilner and Wilcox are golf buddies. Um, um, but yeah, it's now on the other hand, would I, I, I think it, I, I said it, um, that Husky Twitter, I think it was in context of like, if we announced Justin Wilcox that um, Husky Twitter would be basically the, the Scots running in with William Wallace at the head with uh, axes, swords, and um, however, and and I and I will shout out the Husky Fan Podcast. They pointed it out in the situation in you know Wilcox taking a step back in ultimately in pursuit of his next head coaching opportunity. Would Justin Wilcox as an assist, as a defensive coordinator for any of the people we're talking about excite me? Hell yes. Um. I would have no complaints there. That would be a big time defensive coordinator. Hire. There are plenty um, of folks who are head coaches right now that are not doing great jobs and has head coaches who I would be more than happy to see as our coordinators. So for sure. And Wilcox wants out of Cal bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty rare where you would say, yeah, exactly. It's pretty rare where you can see like a Pac-12 coach, like head coach, then, you know, kind of take a downgraded position. But I think in his case, like, I think he'd, I think he might. <laughs> oh, yeah. At Bob Stoops, head coach, Justin Wilcox, DC combination, I would be 1,000% on board with <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. There's no way, yes. but that'd be awesome. <laughs> love it. That's a major with dude with moment, Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, all right. Can can we get a With, uh, with a Napier as OC. <laughs> 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 Can we get a everyone's prediction or, uh, on who? Oh, we, did we lose Hooligan? We lost Hooligan. Yeah. I'm still here. We're Can still you recording, hear me? though, right? We're going. Yeah, yeah, we're good. I think so. so. It looks like. Yeah. What, um, what's your guys' prediction? Who, like, realistically, not who you want, but who do you think UW would hire if you had a guess right now? Kalen DeVore. DeVore? Yeah. JCAP FMAC? I'm if going I, Campbell. If you're, if you're asking, Campbell. if you're asking me to put money on it, I would say DeBoer. Okay. I, if you're asking I, me to put money on who I think she's going to choose. Yeah, I think I think they'll go Campbell if if it's my if it's my guess right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, if if we had to put money on it, based on what we know right now, uh, I I would probably say. DeBoer, but I, I, I feel like they're going to take a big swing at Aranda. It just depends on whether or not he'll take it. Oh, and by the way, UW's on the verge of losing UW basketball, men's basketball on the verge of losing to Wyoming. Mike Hopkins' oh, wait, team's underperforming? Yeah. Who would have thought? Oh, and one. Have... And one, yeah. DJ. I saw that. Just as I was talking, they, they tied it up with 44 seconds and one free throw. My cop. I don't know what it's like me? to have a have a, a men's basketball team or a full gamut of 
you know, revenue sports that are actually performing well. I don't remember what that's like. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the women's same. basketball team is 2-0, and so. Hey, let's go. Yeah. I'm definitely going to a game this year, women's Good. basketball. Well, and I know that Tug's, either Tug's wife and their daughter or Tug's and his daughter are going to go and use my seats this weekend to the Louisville hey. game. So. Yeah, Tug said he's stuck in Canada. Tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who do we think they're going to be? Who do we think Jen's going to, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, oh, you missed it. Uh, oh. Go ahead, DJ. Oh no, I was, I was watching the you know basketball game. The guy missed the free throw to tie it with twenty eight seconds. <laughs> Sorry, we that missed. They missed. They missed. Sorry, We're up by one. Had... Nice. No, it's the second one, DJ. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. If I was a betting man, to answer your question about who do I think we're going to hire. I put half of my money on Matt Campbell. I put like 30% on Dave Aranda, 20% on Kalen DeBoer, and 10% on Bob Stoops. So kind of joke question, but if we do hire Kalen DeBoer, what are the odds that Jake Hayner and Ty Jones follow him to Jake's eligibility is done. I know. And so is Ty's, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and ties the seat. Yeah. I think um, both F Mac and I guessed that it would be DeBoer. Yeah. yeah. That'd Jake be my bet. Did you answer? That it's it's probably DeBoer, but I feel like they're gonna take a big swing at Aranda. And I think if if he's willing to do it, then that's the guy, but I think that, that it'll end up being DeBoer. I, I I predicted Campbell. I switched mine from last week. I said DeBoer, but I, yeah, I wouldn't be I, surprised if it was DeBoer either. Yeah, I I think the I think the pecking order of the board is probably Stoops, Aranda, Campbell, and I don't think we're going to get farther down than that, in my opinion. But um, I don't know if did we catch it or was it in the the secondary pre-show after my uh, after my technical issues, uh, Leah. Did we talk your, your shout out about uh, UW women's basketball being two and zero? New Era we did off briefly. Um, just wanted to like shout out the fact that like you know they were they've twice had really good third quarters and twice kind of given up the lead and twice not given it up entirely and showed a lot of grit in the end and. Uh, cleaning up their turnovers is going to be job number one. They have combined, this is not a joke, for 60-6-0 turnovers in two games and one games. So um, clearly we need to be better at half at breaking the half-court press. So, um, you know, two wins is two wins. They're going to play Louisville, probably lose this weekend, and then, um, and then we're going to go to a tournament, a nice weather tournament. So um, it's all good experience. Louisville just lost to... U of A in, uh, in South Dakota in a tournament. So uh, Pac-12 is very strong and any kind of good competition like that's going to be good for the team. So, um, but in terms of like shout outs to players, Haley Van Dyke had two double doubles. Those were her first two double doubles in her career. Um, awesome. Absolute monster on both ends of the court, showing a lot of leadership. Um, and then Nancy Mulkey is, you know, she's six nine. What can you say? So. Yep. Yeah, on the subject of shouts, shouts to men's soccer for getting a good seed, beat Portland. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I will say uh, on the flip side of stupid tweets, before I forget, uh, I would be remiss. It's not from a UW fan, but if you want to see a quality, quality, epically good tweet uh, and, and corresponding video, uh, Care Bear Kieran, uh, one shining moment of Steve Sarkeesian at the University of Texas. That good. is gold. Yeah. <laughs> Did we shout out um, the one where like somebody shouted out um, Mario Cristobal for like quote single-handedly like getting everyone did. to quit? Did we shout? Okay, sorry. Yeah, we, we, we shamed the entirety of Oregon Twitter for that one. Um, <laughs> and their uh, energy. <laughs> um, SDE. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. Anybody else have anything else or uh, should we call it a night? 
did we like kind of talk about it all? Like, you know, the fact that the assistant coaches have every reason to coach their asses off the next two games because they're trying out for their next jobs. And so they have absolutely nothing to lose. That's a great point. Coaching their yeah. asses off and trying to get these two wins. Mm-hmm. I they think they're be. all, I mean, they, they should be, they, they, they all know that they're lame duck coaches at UW. There's very little chance that they get retained. So they're all one or two might, you know, but are there any that we want to keep? Team. Like that's a topic, yeah. right? Are there any that we really yeah, I was about to keep? Yes. Ikaika is at the top of that list. That's the only one I want. Ikaika Malloy, I would like to keep. I'm done with Huff now. He can he can go. Yeah, Malloy is mine. I'm on Will Harris, but Ikaika for sure. Man, you all crazy for liking Will Harris that much. Dude, Will Harris. Well, Will Harris can't recruit. No. He can coach. He's kind of. He can kind of recruit on the bounce back, um, but he can coach. And if you paired him with another person in the secondary room that was a good recruiter, mm-hmm. you could have. Some. Yeah, he's been he's DB coach for his entire career, and I think there's something to be said for that and the development of a player like Michelle Powell, uh, who is getting starter Kyler minutes, Gordon, and Kyler Gordon. But I'm specifically highlighting Michelle as. Exactly. But I'm specifically highlighting Michelle because he's a walk-on player that is getting significant playing time. um, And that speaks to the coaching at his position. So I think that Will Harris is a great coach, cannot recruit. He needs to be paired with a recruiter. They've tried. They gave him Terrence Brown, who was a dud. And they gave him Colin Lockett, who was supposed to be into a lot of Southern California recruiting, which hasn't panned out. Uh, for whatever reason, whether it's him or or Jimmy or whatever it is. But uh, I think Will Harris has made a case enough to be retained. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say that. And I think the only other one, um, I would say the the, the other one that's really bumped up probably on my board is if we keep somebody from the offensive side of the ball, I'd say keep Junior. Potentially, the receivers have been in the positions that they needed to be this year, um, and when given the opportunity, and I mean, yeah, a couple of damn good classes for us. So yeah, and it got uh, lost. Yeah, Go ahead, who, who would have thought our best position group would have been wide receivers in the last year or two? Like, it's a huge change. So yeah, yeah. junior could be considered. Yeah, and. It got really lost in the depression that was the end of the ASU game, but that toe drag catch by Rome was, oh my god, so good. Yeah. I didn't know that receivers could drag their toes and catch that. Shout out Andre. Oh, go singer. Yeah, no, um, it's good. But I was like, my whole point was just like, they are, they should be very motivated to coach the best games. Of their, of their careers at Washington because they know that they're trying out for the next job. So I actually think that people are going to count us out as well they should. But especially this game, this Colorado game, we have we sh- we have every reason to believe that we should be competitive in that game. And something weird happens to the Cougars when we when they come here and when they play us in general is that they get they get so tight and they especially just when they expect they, to they, win. They really just exactly have so a reason that, that so they tight. should win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think there's every reason to believe that the Huskies can finish strong and send off these assistant coaches that do not stay into great jobs. So. Yeah. And I think that some chance to end their careers at Washington having never lost to the Cougs. So I think that's a big deal for some of them. Or at least... Mm-hmm. And personally, I just li- I like to revisit all of the best moments in Coug trash talk history with, like, you know, Caleb McGarry... Miles Gaskin, the picture of Nick Harris. I just like to revisit that. So if we if we lose, we can't do that. And it's really all about revisiting all of those moments. And I, I just really need that to happen for my own sake. Some good in this season of Husky football. We need yes, to say, please. like, despite our trash season, we still ain't never lost to no Coug. Mm-hmm. Yep. How's the basketball team doing? Down by six in overtime. They're getting these officials are garbage too. I mean, obviously we suck, but 
three calls went against us in OT. Pac-12 officials are bad. Mike yeah. Hopkins' teams are underperforming. Water is wet. The sky yep, is blue. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> Jen Cohen hires aren't great. <laughs> also wet. <laughs> I don't know if you got. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I on uh, I like tweeted out right before we jumped on. I was like, "Hey, could we just hire both Baylor coaches, football and basketball? It's just like a package deal. Could we make that happen <laughs> somehow? <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> let's try it. Yeah. Let's work some That'd sort of nice. a deal. <laughs> but can we give them? I, I something? will say just on, on a collective stupid tweets, people that are still defending Jen Cohen. <laughs> is that is that still a thing? Yes, or or that was outside of Wilner. Yes, there's multiple people. Um, I mean, I I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, people who who slam her for being a woman, like that's that's inappropriate. But the thing is, right? She her her hires have had enough, very little to do with the fact of being female, but I believe that she was given a chance and and rose within the athletic department um, because she's female and she doesn't really have the experience commensurate with the rest of the, um, you know, our conference in terms of athletic directors. And so it's hardly really her fault that she's made these poor hires because she doesn't have the experience to do that. That said, you know, I hope that she learns from her mistakes. Um, she's not in the position right now where she's going to be fired. But if she makes a bad hire, I think she'll be allowed to make the hire, and then she will find her way not having a job very quickly. So she knows that she's under fire here. And I think, yeah, as we've said ad nauseum, she's got every motivation to make sure that this goes well and that it impresses not only the kids that we have on Montlake, but also the donors and the alumni. So, mm -hmm. And the kids we should have on Montlake in years to come. Mm -hmm. um, it, yeah, it has, like, right wrong or indifferent athletic directors are judged by what happens in the in their programs when they're in charge particularly for football and when the engine is sputtering the people that are behind the wheel and the people that were hired to be behind the wheel of that are you're going to get blamed you can't car crash a, a multi, you know, a north of a hundred million dollar revenue program and say, oh, it's not really my fault. That's just not. Well, and I, I like, that's I not mean, reality. I actually really and appreciated like in, the, the fact that she said, like, the fact that Jimmy, like that she said, Chris Peterson didn't hire Jimmy like I did, which is what we've been all saying for weeks, if not months. And everyone's like, oh no, of course, Chris Peterson totally hired him. I'm like, he had a lot of influence, but it was ultimately her decision. I was glad to see her take responsibility in her press conference about that. So. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. I think that, uh, I think that wraps it up. We'll be back uh, next week once, maybe twice. Uh, we're still working on getting a, a conversation. We will have a conversation with fifth down college football on his experience at the Washington and Oregon good game. That may be in a separate pod. Uh, quick hitter segment we will be on spaces for a little bit at least uh, in my case uh, post game on Saturday uh, come find us there um, we'll be back soon go dogs feed the buffs dogs. go dogs dogs, dogs.